It's your girl, Star Washington, and you are tuned in to a brand new episode of What the Finance. I hope you guys have been taking good care of yourselves, washing your hands, being socially distant as much as possible. You know, I have to admit, sometimes I get a little too close to the six feet, but I'm always mindful of everything that I can do to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. I just remember seeing a spot on the news about how like everybody was just packed out at Memorial Day parties and gatherings at the bar over this past Memorial Day weekend. And I mean, it's your life, live it how you want. But I do want to remind you that Financial freedom is impossible without good health. It's impossible. If you're not healthy mind, body, spirit, you can't achieve financial freedom. So that's my little plug on the matter. So what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is who I am, because I've realized that it's been a while since I've done an introductory So who is this person that you're tuning into every week? And what kind of sparked me to talk about this is just randomly about a week or so ago, my credit limit just got increased just out of the blue. My credit limit doubled. My credit score went up. I wasn't even paying attention to it, but I thought it was just really, really cool. And it reminded me of how far I've come. And I want to encourage you guys also because just, I'll say three years ago, I was in a financially horrible place. My credit score was a very dismal 461. I owed everybody, (laughs) every credit card, all my credit cards were maxed out. Most of them were in collections. If not all of them, I owed cable bills and cell phone bills. It was just a mess. And the way it got there, not only did I, you know, mismanage funds, I've always been someone that, you know, made quite a bit of money, but I spent nearly every dime or more than I made. So I was always just working, working, working to pay off debt. But what happened is I hit a depression when a good friend of mine passed away after my baby girl passed away at 35 weeks. And about a few months after that, I just fell into a really, really horrible depression where I just randomly... I quit my job. I was working from home for American Express. I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even bring myself to sit in my chair and log in. I was that depressed. So I quit my job, stopped opening mail, stopped paying bills. And of course, it just caused everything to fall behind. And my credit score, my self-esteem, my mental wellness took a, a major hit. And in those three years, I've kind of, with the grace of God and just my own research and fortitude, I've 
crawled my way back <laughs> to, you know, a good place. I definitely want to be in a better place, but I've, I've crawled my way back to a good place. And I remember when I was in that dark place, especially when I had a 461 credit score, I remember just being so depressed. And not only was I depressed, but I was very fearful because I had, let's see, a 2006 Chevy Impala. And it was breaking down on me, y'all. I don't know if any of you guys know about Houston traffic for my non-Houston listeners, but it is a nightmare. <laughs> so I remember driving home from work. I was in five o'clock traffic, one of our busiest freeways in Houston, busiest intersections by the Galleria Mall. My car just conked out. I mean, just stopped in the middle of the freeway, like four lane, four or five lane highway. I was right in the middle. And that was just a horrible feeling being honked at, scared I was going to be run over. I remember the police officer who stopped to find out what was going on was like, well, if you don't get this car moved, we're going to have to tow it. Because it was five o'clock, it took forever for my sewing and labor on my car insurance to come out. It was just a mess. So I had the money and everything to get the car towed. But my issue was I knew that eventually I was going to need a new car and my credit was horrible. Like when you have a 461 credit score, that is not just poor. That's not bad. It's not even just poor. It is very poor. <laughs> if there was an option that said very poor, it was very poor. And I knew that I wasn't in a position to make a huge down payment. And I knew I couldn't afford a huge monthly payment because of a high you know, interest rate. But I would need a decent vehicle because I had to drive about 40 miles to work one way. So I was afraid that I was going to, my car was going to conk out before I needed to get another one. But thankfully, I went through credit repair and my credit score increased and I was able to get a car. But my credit score was so bad, even going up 150 points, it wasn't where it should be. So after I went through credit repair, it was just time for me to be patient. So I paid every single bill on time, never missed a payment, paid down my debt. I opened up a secured card, put my own money down on that. That's how a secured card works. If any of you guys have poor credit to where no one will give you a credit card because I was in that position, you do need to get established with good credit, even while you're maybe going through the credit repair process, or maybe you don't have any negative items on your credit report. Everything is in collections and you've gotten all of that taken off, but you'll still have a bad score if you don't have any good credit. So because nobody would give me credit, I had to get a secured card, put a, a deposit down on that, use it just like a credit card. I paid it in full every single month. My credit score just kept increasing and then I was offered a regular credit card with a credit company. And then they gave me my secured payment back and I was able to throw it in at my savings account. So it was a win-win. But the thing is, I wasn't stressing behind it. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't checking for it. I just kept doing what I was supposed to do and just being making consistent good choices over time. 
you know, my credit score increased. So that was a big part of my finances. That was actually how I kind of started this whole journey because I never wanted to be in that position again. And I always wanted to educate other people on the importance of credit. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the, the bank. Yes, the goal is to be debt free, but do you know when you have a really good credit score that you can get a car and other things like with 0% interest? Like people will lend you their money for a long time where you don't have to pay interest and you can be letting that money work for you. I know when I worked for American Express, I learned that a lot of wealthy people charged every single thing on their charge cards. And what they did was they paid the balance in full every single month. So they never had interest and they maintained excellent credit this way, but also everything they charged gave them money back or gave them travel points or, you know, gas points. So basically they were able to save money just by using credit wisely. So it's all about using it wisely. I know there's a lot of opponents that feel that credit just puts you in more debt, but like a lot of you guys know, or if you don't, I just recently started, you know, solo entrepreneurship. I'm starting a life insurance agency and there's some things that I need to charge while I am, you know, building my my agency. If you start a business, you need healthy credit and healthy personal credit is going to help you leverage healthy business credit. So I'm just blessed to be just, I guess, on the positive end of the spectrum when I was at the negative end of the spectrum for so long. So I just wanted to use this podcast as a way to encourage any of you guys out there who feels like, man, like what WTF, like the name of the show, what the fuck, <laughs> what the finance? You know, it's not going to be an overnight situation. You likely did not get into your your bad situation overnight. So you can't expect it to change overnight. Patience is extremely important in the area of, of finances. Money is energy and money needs time to grow. Good decisions needs time to compound. Like, and you'll learn that when you're on your journey. So just a couple of things that I want to recommend that you guys do. If you're brand new to the financial journey and if you're getting frustrated, you want some tips on what you should do, I'm going to just give some really basic things to concentrate on, okay? Because you know the whole saying goes, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So I know having a lot of debt can feel like there's this huge elephant in the room and there's nothing you can do about it. So just want to give you guys a few tips of how to eat that elephant and what you can do while you're waiting for your situation to change. So one, I just addressed it. Pay your bills on time every single month. Even if it's a bill that doesn't report to the credit bureaus, One good decision trickles to another good decision and so on and so on. Good decisions are a domino effect. So pay every single bill that you have on time. I know I was in the habit of paying little stuff late just because I was just too lazy to just get online and set up automatic payments or to get on the phone and make a payment. But I would pay little stuff like the water bill, the gas bill late, sometimes my cell phone bill. And I had the money. 
So there was no reason for me to pay it late. I was just making bad decisions, bad habits, procrastinating. But then when I looked, I was paying an extra $2 here or an extra $3 here. Like all those little bitty charges were adding up. And for what? Like, why was I paying extra on something that I had the money to pay in full? Like, that's not a very wise decision. So what I had to do was just start paying every single bill in full, no matter what my financial circumstances were, no matter whether they were charging me extra fees or not, or interest or not, you know, no matter if they weren't even charging to the credit bureaus, I had to learn to just be consistent and be a good steward of my finances and pay my bills in full every single month. Another thing I had to do was look at my habits. I had a huge habit of just buying crap. And see, I've never been a person that was into really big purchases. Like it's hard to get me to buy a new phone or a new car or a new computer. Anything over, let's say $200, designer bags, mm -mm, none of that stuff. It was always hard for me to make big purchases because I felt the pain. But I was the queen of making tons of little purchases. Amazon here, shopping here, buying makeup here. Like I would end up buying so much stuff that I wouldn't even know what I had in my closet. I didn't know. I would buy double hair products, double cosmetics stuff that I hadn't even tried yet. I just forgot I had it. It's been times where I'd buy the same shirt, just not basically being a good steward, not really just slowing down and asking myself if I need this purchase, if the purchase is worth it. And, you know, it took me a while to realize that, yes, I had the money for those little purchases. And yes, I was still saving, but they they were still unnecessary. I could be saving more. That's the thing about savings. You could always, even if you're saving a standard 10%, 20%, every little bit adds up. The more you save, like I said, it's just, it's compound interest. The better you decisions you make while they're small, they just grow, grow, grow over time. And that's how savings works. So I basically had to hunker down, stop spending so much money on a lot of random crap. I still am one that loves, loves, loves to eat out, even though I have food in the house. That's kind of my little splurge and I like to travel, but I've cut down and I haven't totally changed. I'm not where I should be, but I'm a lot closer to where I need to be and I will be if I just stay consistent. So guys, stop the frivolous spending. You don't have to be, you know, a frugal Freddy, but you know, you don't have to be a penny pincher, but there's definitely an area of your life where you can stop spending so much money. Another thing, it's huge, it's big, and I don't think it's talked about enough, but you've got to increase your income. I don't know anybody that's like, you know what? I don't know them personally that are saying, I don't need to make another dime. I'm making more money than I can spend, that I can save, that I can donate. I don't need to make another dime. I don't know anybody like that. And I'm sure that there's some millionaires, billionaires. I'm sure people like Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, if I said his name correctly, the owner of Amazon. Yeah, there's some people that make more money than they'll ever be able to spend and they don't need to make enough money. But that's not 
common for us in the working world. Most of us know we need to make more money, whether that be getting out of your comfort zone and getting a job that pays more money. I have a lot of friends, especially at my former job at Geico. You don't know how many people complain that they were not making enough money. Like that was a common, a common discussion that they're not making enough money. I never heard about anybody saying that they were applying to work somewhere else. And the reason why is because they convinced themselves that that was the best job that they can get. And that was the most money that they could ever get. And they were comfortable and they were afraid of change, even though they knew for a fact that they were robbing Peter to pay Paul and they were not making enough money. Look, jobs are always looking for good people. There's always going to be a job that you can get that's going to pay you more money than what you're paying now. So if you're just being lazy and you're just being comfortable and or you're afraid to branch out and apply for a better job. And the thing is, it can be the same job that you have now. It can just be at another company. I know in an industry that I was in, in insurance, there's dozens of insurance companies that pay more, that give better benefits, that give a better work-life balance, whatever the case may be. But if you need more money, you need more money and you need to do what you need to do to get more money, even if that's getting another job. It could be getting a second job. It could be starting a little side business or selling something. But if you need more money, go and get more money. I don't know why people think of getting more money as just the most impossible thing to do. Like they feel like the amount of money that they have, they're destined to have that amount of money and they can't have any more. And the only thing they can do is figure out how to save as much as they can. Can and to be as frugal as they can. And being a saver and being frugal, there's nothing wrong about that. But if you need more money, go and make more money. That's just like if you had a refrigerator full of groceries and those groceries were running low, go get more groceries. You know you need them. You know you're going to need to eat. Go ahead and get more groceries. Same concept, but a lot of people have a difficult time with that. So those are just some things that you can do. And I I think I've mentioned these things often while you're in the process of trying to get your finances in order. Also educate yourself. Man, I read every financial book I have time to read. I like to follow blogs. I like to listen to podcasts. Another thing that's helped me immensely is I like to get around people that are good in finances, people that have brought my horizons. You know, when I worked at a job, the most I can do is what everybody around me was doing, maybe a little bit more. But when I start getting around successful people, people who had a goal to make three, four, half a million dollars to live off of residual income, I started realizing this was possible because once once I was around them more, I realized that they weren't any better than me. They just made a decision and they just worked hard at it and they just stayed consistent. And also their mindset 
Y'all, your money does not outgrow your mindset. I talked about that before too. I've totally had to change my mindset. I've always been what's considered a positive person, but I still talk to me horribly. Like I had a very, very horrible self-talk. And I realized that, man, I was way harder on me than I was on anyone else. And I talked to myself way worse than I would talk to anyone else. Like if I want to attract good things in my life, like money, like time, freedom, love, health, wealth, wisdom. I needed to speak to myself in a more kind tone. So get your mindset right. Get your mindset right. Pay all your bills on time. Make more money in whatever aspect you can. Make more money and educate yourself on finances. If you guys just keep doing this stuff, and I know it sounds like, oh my gosh, Charlie Brown's mom, that I'm saying the same stuff over and over. And you've probably heard this same stuff over and over on other financial podcasts or on other blogs, but it's because success principles are the same no matter where you go, no matter what you do. And these are just some basics that if you don't get a handle on, you'll never have the financial dream that you want to have. Okay, guys. So I just want to let you know I've been there, but I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel and I'm so excited about it. I see my business growing. I see my credit score increasing. I see my mindset growing and it's been a hell of a ride. And I wish that ride for you too. It's not easy, but I know you'll feel so good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What the Finance. As always, you can Follow my journey on Instagram at the T-H-E star S-T-A-R-R Washington. I'm also on Facebook at star S-T-A-R-R Washington. So guys, have a great day. Keep your mindset together. Make good decisions. Until next time. Bye.